Hey everyone, welcome to Screams After Midnight. It's a horror movie podcast, of course. I'm Peter, and Tim, who's sitting across from me, in a manner of speaking, is, he's got a giddy smile on his face, he's all excited, he's like a, a kid in a candy shop, he's been waiting for this day for so long. Because, for some reason, I agreed, when, when Tim realised, when I told Tim that we were coming up on our 400th episode, mm-hmm. when I said, episode 400's coming up, mm-hmm. he said, you know... Leprechaun 4 would be a good 400th episode. <laughs> I don't know why I agreed to this, but here we are. The Screams After Many Horror Movie mm-hmm. Podcast. We've been working through the Leprechaun series. We started uh, early last year. We did 1, 2, and 3. Check out those reviews. This mm-hmm. is going to be Leprechaun 4 in space. <laughs> we'll start spoiler-free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. Oh, boy. Mm. So, just, just previously on Leprechaun, uh, we had <laughs> a young Jennifer Aniston in a really weird movie where they were just sort of trapped in the house with Leprechaun kind of getting from the outside. Then the second movie was a weird, like, Hollywood Homes tour in a hearst with uh, mm. the uncle from Seinfeld. Uh, mm. <laughs> and it, right. <laughs> and then the third one was set in Vegas and it was Leprechaun in a casino uh, doing some gambling. Where do you go from there? <laughs> to space! You go to outer space, apparently. Uh, and there's no explanation or anything. I guess we just take it that this is like thousands of years in the future. Well, actually, no, it's not even thousands Because there's a line of dialogue in this, actually, that, that says what exactly, or almost exactly what it is. It, it actually, at one point in the movie, there's a joke uh, that it's the 21st century. So I'm like, wait, this is like less than 80 years? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? We're at the point where we've got spaceships and we're going to other planets, like casually, like this within eighty sure. years. Sure. All right. Whatever. Uh, which, which doesn't even make sense because the joke, because the guy says the joke, he's like, um, "Oh, twenty first century," and these guys still can't dance. And I'm like, "Why would you be saying that though? Because it has to be late twenty first century." Like when they wrote this script, were they thinking this was like two thousand and five? Like what? Like, like what? What were they thinking? Great questions. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is a great question. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, the actor who said that actually, uh, what's his name here? Uh, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. I knew his face. It's because he's in Friday the 13th Part 5 and he's in Return of the Living Dead. And yeah. <laughs> he's in the Street Fighter movie. So he's he's had a, a prolific career. <laughs> Vet, uh, a veteran, if you will, of, of acting. <laughs> mm, I'm still working today, so he's still, he's still doing stuff. Uh, he plays sticks in this movie. So, mm. yes, Leprechaun 4, we're here to talk about the Lep and his space <laughs> antics. And this movie can't hold back. This movie has to reference Star Wars, 2001 mm-hmm. A Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. and Alien. At, at mm-hmm. least, that's the three that spring to mind. But those are the three that are that are there in your mm-hmm. face. And they're, they're not subtle, by the way. They are not subtle. They do not hold back on these references. He just whips out a lightsaber at one point, just as casual as you, casual as you do. Anyway, Tim. So the, the, I think anyway, he also references like John Wayne at one point. I don't think that's because it's in space, though. I think that's just a random right. joke. <laughs> right, right. So the premise of the movie is that this marine squad, which is totally not just there to rip off aliens, uh, is called into this planet to take care of this threat that's been disrupting the mining colony 
uh, on this planet. <laughs> Turns out it's Leprechaun who has kidnapped a princess and wants to marry the princess. So it's, it's, it's almost like it's tying into what Two was about. He wants a wife. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, they think they kill him in the opening like 10 minutes of the movie. But of course, he's found a way to continue living. Uh, more on that in spoilers. But he's on the ship with them. So we, we run around a lot of really cheap made-for-TV-looking sets and a, a lot of dodgy acting, some really bad dialogue, terrible visual effects. The CGI in this movie is a sight to behold. It is absolute garbage. It's embarrassingly bad. So, with all that said, Tim, I know what you're going to say, <laughs> but what is your feelings on Leprechaun 4 in space? Which, by the way, actually, before you even say anything... The first thing I want to say about this movie is that the font for the title at the start of the movie, it's like someone opened up Word and just picked the first font they, they landed on. Like, like, we won't do Times New Roman, but we're going to click on something else that just looks like a normal font. Oh, there you go. That'll do. Leprechaun 4 in space with this basic font. We'll just change it to yellow. There you go. Done. Right, Tim. It, it's, <laughs> also, it, it's also funny because like usually the title would be like Leprechaun in space or something like that, but it's Leprechaun 4 colon than the subtitle in space yes uh which is funny um so i i know like you know people are probably gonna think i'm gonna do the thing that i do where you know i just instantly love this movie because it's leprechaun and, and whatnot and uh i didn't want to do that especially you know for a special 400 episodes so i was like very especially because like come on it's like you know this is when the stuff starts to get like cheesy and bad like leprechaun forward in space obviously is you know like a, a dumb title and you know it's so easy to make fun of it and you can think it's like a, a bad movie so i was like trying to watch this like with a very like clear mind and everything and with that being said i was surprised at how well this holds up it is like like you said it's um like a does these like pitch perfect homages <laughs> to classic hollywood films and it's trying to do something different anna kendrick is rolling in her grave at the the the, the use of pitch perfect there <laughs> <laughs> but it, i mean it's true though it, it really is this is like such like a movie movie you know what i mean like it's doing its own thing but it's also like has so many references and it's like a love letter to like action sci-fi like i think that's what i was a little worried about was that they might like you know kind of delve you know too far away from the horror but uh, i actually thought it was pretty impressive how they're able to merge so many different genres uh because you have uh horror you have sci-fi you have action you have like even elements of fantasy in it i was and i feel like less talented filmmakers would really like fumble that but they are able to like throw everything into this stew and just come out with like movie magic. And, you know, obviously, you know, a little bit of pun with uh, the use of magic there. Um, but yeah, I, I was impressed. Everyone looks like they're having so much fun. Uh, the Lep is back and better than ever. You can tell he's really into this environment. I think he loves being in space. Um, you know, he's still as menacing as ever, but still also so funny. And, I gotta say, like, I think he might have met his match with this Princess Serena. Like, you know, the, you, you referenced a second movie there where he's trying to find a bride, but, you know, he's, you know, trying to get this girl that's so unwilling and stuff. And I like that you have this character that is almost as devious as him, just in, 
you know, different ways because, you know, she's this princess whose father had, you know, given away all of his, you know, riches and everything, which is, is such like a, you know, an opening here for the leprechaun now to kind of come in and tempt her, uh, which I think is just uh, like I, I can't really begin to count how many different like themes are going on in this movie like i feel like it's a you know a, a satire of the you know military industrial complex like the, the things they're saying here um you know about the military uh, i think it's like starship trooper levels of you know uh cr like criticizing that um and then yeah you got like so much stuff about like capitalism again like you have this you know uh benevolent king who gives his stuff away to his people and all it does is kind of you know create this uh you know opening for people to kind of swoop in and uh you know take advantage of that and then uh Oh, so much cool sci-fi stuff going on with the and because you know if you think you're getting just a leprechaun in this you're you know you're wrong like they're also giving you these new threats like with this doctor who is uh you know running these experiments and there's robots and um really 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 uh a great stuff um there is a few uh, you know i will give it some criticism there's a few dated stuff like maybe yeah, some possibly kind of like gay panicky stuff that doesn't hold up well. So, I mean, yeah, it is of the time. And, uh, you know, it, so that is unfortunate. But, I mean, that aside, it's really holds up well. And I think even looking at it with modern eyes is maybe even more relevant today <laughs> than it was before. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is a blast and a half, uh, really. I, I was, again, I was, I was shocked. I was like, okay, I thought this might be the one where you can kind of start to see the quality dip, but it's everything is running on full cylinders here. It's amazing. What a lot of shite. That was <laughs> five minutes of absolute nonsense. I can't even begin to describe the pop that was coming out of your mouth there. What the hell? <laughs> what? So, oh, do you disagree or I don't Yes! Yes, with all oh. of it! All of it! Except the part about the the, 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 the gay paddock uh, humor not holding sure. up. Uh, that, that part I agree with. For, uh, I love how you broke character for a second just to have that one legitimate. I, I, I can't back this part. I have to call this out. But everything sure. else is cinematic genius according to one Timothy Goatman Vargulish. So, where, I mean, so, uh, let's look at some. I mean,. Uh, the movie <laughs> you're flustered bad jokes right bad cheap sets uh are you not laughing <laughs> the characters the character characters are caricatures of what if like, you're laughing at the jokes they're good jokes i wasn't laughing at the jokes <laughs> yeah you didn't laugh at all no not once. I don't know if I believe that. Not once. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I believe it. <laughs> I did not laugh <laughs> once throughout this entire movie. Uh, I, I, like, you know, the, the the characters are like it's like they watched Aliens and they tried to write like a team of like Marines like aliens, and they're sure. just so paper thin, and they're trying to make them sound like badasses, and it just it comes across as embarrassing. Oh, I thought they were totally badasses. Oh my when, he, God. when the one guy pisses on the leprechaun, that's a badass move. <laughs> Listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth, Tim. Listen to the sentences <laughs> that are coming out of your mouth. Bollocks. Absolute bollocks. So, 
I mean, first things first, let's look at some of the other cast members. We talked about, we talked about uh, uh, Nunez, who played Sticks. Uh, we have to mention Debbie Dunning, who plays Dolores, who everyone will know from Home Improvement. She was the tool girl uh, on, on, on the show. Uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I recognized her immediately. I was like, who's that? Who is that? I mean, not this time when I first watched this movie. Uh, I'd forgotten everything, but I remember the tool girl was in it. <laughs> that was like the one thing <laughs> I remembered. Uh, and then the other, because this is the thing, right? This is a, a, such a stereotypical horror movie in that everyone's meant to be badass and gruff but they've got some eye candy right they've got the absurdly attractive like sort of so so dolores is like the maybe like the tough marine girl right who, who also happens to be insanely attractive and there's tons of sex jokes with her and then you've got the scientist who's in who one of the marines falls for and she's like the perfect blonde bombshell who's supposed to be the sensitive scientist but although we find out halfway through the movie that she also has a black belt in karate just uh yeah. out of nowhere <laughs> hell yeah i mean do you have a problem with powerful female characters i love love powerful female characters tim my favorite okay. movies of all time are the terminator and aliens i love powerful okay. female characters my problem okay. with this is writing the she's not strong because she appears strong or because she acts strong she's strong because the writers put in one line of dialogue saying hey she knows karate <laughs> I, I i think uh she totally proves herself throughout the movie and i dare you to find better on-screen chemistry than her <laughs> and... <laughs> and who? Uh, what's his name? Go on! Name him! I dare you! I dare you, son of a bitch! Name the male love interest! I dare you! Listen, we all know his name. We don't need to say <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, for books, the record... Books, yes, is the name of the character. Okay. Uh, yeah, but although for the record, none of the men are actually as strong as they're supposed to be either. I mean, let's make that very clear. This is not specific this to is, the women. And, and to be fair, I think this is a movie that... It, it's not just like... It doesn't just have these female eye candy here. Like, you know, we get some of the guy by the end. You know, he's, he's taking his shirt off at the same time that... You know, we're seeing some of the, the the clothes come off some of the women here. So I think you know, it's a movie that's trying to please everyone. It's given a little bit of eye candy to, to both. This movie has the most ridiculous contrived reason for someone to take the top off that I've ever seen. <laughs> so it is, it is it's definitely weighted towards one side, Tim. This is, this is for idiot man-children. Well, <laughs> I mean, I liked it, so... My case stands. My case stands. Uh, you know, there's, there's... I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm more of a sci-fi guy than you or something, but I think... Uh, <laughs> they... <laughs> Continue your point. Go on. Uh, I mean, we'll get to the boob scene later, but I, I do think um, they actually do bring like interesting context uh, to it in, in the movie, which I, I would applaud them for, honestly. Like, I think uh, every did, did, every oh, there's three female characters in this movie. Every single one of them is objectified in one way or another uh, throughout the course of the movie. Uh, every one of them. I don't know. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> right, I'm just putting that out there. Every one of them. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the actress who plays Tina, I, I kind of recognised her as well. Uh, it turns out she was like the sister character on True Calling, which I saw when it aired. Uh, it was it was a one season show that got cancelled. I mean, it actually did have a few episodes of season two, but it, I don't think those episodes ever actually aired. Uh, that was an Eliza, I, that was an Eliza Dushku show. 
Oh, yeah. uh, I, I didn't I recognize her at first, uh, but my wife actually uh, recognized her as um, she has like a small reoccurring role on It's Always Sunny. I think she plays like the news reporter. Oh, OK. That, yeah. Uh, which is in like a few episodes. <laughs> I'm not up to date on that. So maybe I've just not gotten to those episodes or I just it's yeah. I mean, it's like I think it's like literally like maybe two or three episodes uh, mm. she appears in, but it's uh, it's funny. Uh, she also apparently was in a couple episodes of uh, Lois and Clark, which I also have seen. So, oh, okay, yeah. So I, I think she was a villain on that for a couple of episodes, but Livewire maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't think it was Livewire, but uh, so that's Jessica, that's Jessica Collins. Superman villains. I think she was like, I, I think she she Ursa. was. In, I guess. No, I don't think she was like a big name Superman villain. I think she was like part of Intergang or something like that. She wasn't like a uh, name, you know, whatever. Uh, she may have been in the same yeah. episodes as Bruce Campbell, actually, now I think about it. Ooh, who did Bruce Campbell play? Oh, he was like the head of Intergang for a bit. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, for, for at least for two or three episodes, anyway. Uh, that was always that was delightful to see the, uh, Bruce Campbell show up and things. Um, yeah. That said, though, I will give them credit. He hasn't done a Leprechaun movie. At least the ladies, though, are actually better actors. I mean, admittedly, this movie doesn't really give them anything to prove that with, but the, the male actors, for the most part, uh, are pretty, pretty rough. They are, they're hammy, they're over the oh. top. Are you, are you kidding me? Did you not shed a tear when he's, you know, giving the backstory about how they were in the war and the Sarge had to carry him on his back? I was like band of brothers shit right there like that was like that got me <laughs> <laughs> okay i guess I'll, I'll i'll just i'll just roll right past that i don't know what to say to that <laughs> i like there's no chemistry with anyone the romance oh, between <laughs> the romance between books... you at least gotta give it up for a leprechaun and princess serena I mean, okay, that is the most interesting one out of the whole movie, just, beca- just because the idea is, is that he actually kind of convinces her to go along with being his bride because she's a greedy bitch who wants all the money for herself because she hates her dad. Like, that actually is vaguely interesting. I wish they did more with it, but, uh, you know, like, okay. But the romantic chemistry between Books and uh, Tina, which is Jessica Collins' character, the Doctor, like, they have no chemistry whatsoever. Every scene with them is so forced... It's it's terrible, uh, uh, like I I I don't know what to say. I don't know what, to I don't say. Know what movie you were watching. I couldn't wait for them to get together by the end, <laughs> and then throwing sticks in there as a funny best friend. Come on, <laughs> you got a movie. <laughs> You're what's, the worst. What's great is like, and it's a shame they didn't like follow up on it because, like, I would love to see these characters like. Uh, like what they do after this it doesn't necessarily have to be a leprechaun movie like we could just see them maybe finding other types of aliens or something like i don't know i think you know who have i don't know who has a the ip uh for these characters but i don't know it might be time to to bring them back you want a spinoff following the survivors <laughs> of leprechaun 4 well i mean we're not in spoilers yet so i don't know if you should have said they survive but Oh yeah. Okay. Well, what were you implying? We're saying you wanted more of them. Oh, the, the, yeah. The dead characters who get killed off in the first ten minutes. I want to spin off of them. 
Jesus Christ. They could have done a prequel. All right. How about, how about, you know, we say spoilers then for this point. I will do it as spoilers. I mean, who cares anyway? Leprechaun (laughs) 4, who gives a shit about spoilers? I'll take this time to thank our Patreon producers for for the month. So thank you to David Shaw, Alison M. Forday, Cindy Palacios, Tyler Hess, and talking Superman, uh, they're all patrons at the $20 tier or above, that's what makes them producers, but you can support us for less than that, you can support us for as little as $1 per month, and you get bonus episodes every month for that $1, there's a back catalogue, they have about 15, 16 episodes, so you, you get access to a lot of stuff for that $1, $5 tier, you get to vote an episode once per month, and you get access to all of the movie review episodes one day early, so if that interests you, you want to keep all the content com- coming and show your support, you can go over to patreon.com slash uh, but yes, full spoilers. You think they're all gonna proudly go around and say that they were producers for Leprechaun Four? Obviously, yeah. What, what else would they do? Yes, <laughs> I was there. I was a producer when they did Leprechaun Four <laughs> in space. I mean, I don't think it's a question here that, uh, that like. Jason X, if we're comparing the, the space sequels to these horror franchises, Jason X wipes the floor with this turd. I mean, everyone has their opinion, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, Jason X has some interesting ideas. I don't think it feels as fully executed as this does. Like, this feels like it had a very clear premise and goal and... Um, they, I feel like they did more with it, uh, yeah, as opposed to Jason X, which had some really great ideas and doesn't execute the landing. Sometimes the words that come out of your mouth are like, it's like a mute is doing sign language in Japanese and is using like signal fires to communicate it over a large space of, you know, like, in. There's so much like to go through that the translation has been so lost by the time it reaches its way to me, like that I I can only fathom that like what you said is not what you meant that it got changed along the way. Well, it, I mean, it's kind of like the when the leprechaun like throws his voice and pretends to be someone else, like when he tries to uh, pretend to be Tina to get into the the doctor's lab. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. You want to talk about the uh, the, uh, the, the 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 smutty parts of the movie? So, <laughs> so basically, Tina like, appears on the the video screen because they're, they're in lockdown because they know leprechauns round about the ship, and the helper dude, uh, Harold, like goes to answer it and sees Tina, but she's naked. He's like, "Oh, the leprechaun took all my clothes. Let me in, Harold." And Harold's like. Oh, it's like yeah, straight away, <laughs> Tina, and then it cuts outside. So explain this to me, uh, Tim. So it cuts outside, sure. and she's like, standing there naked. We don't see anything. The camera kind of like avoids all the the, the naughty bits, uh, but the camera sort of comes up behind her head and then spins around to show her face, and then she talks with the, you know with Warwick Davis's voice, like dubbed, mm-hmm. and and she says something like. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember what she said, but something about tricking him, you know, saying how sexy she is and how helpless she is or whatever. And all I could think is, why, why is he talking to, who is he talking to right now? Why, why is he, why is he saying this when he's on his own in this hallway? What's, what's going mean, on? He's talking well, he to can't... the audience. He's literally talking to the audience right now, Tim. Explain right. it. I mean, Deadpool's, all, or <laughs> Leprechaun's always been kind of a Deadpool <laughs> character. He's always Since broken the fourth when? wall a little bit. 
he's he's always had a little bit of a wink and a nod to the camera he's he's a cheeky villain what can i say <laughs> <laughs> there is no cheekiness i mean there is cheekiness but not, not in that sense not in that sense uh, of, of course because that's just subject because we have to talk about who's in charge of all this right so the so there's a, a so a mysterious scientist called Doctor Mittenhand. Doctor Mittenhand, who only appears on a TV screen to, to give them orders, right? And we have the Commander Tinhead, who has like a really cheap like 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 thing on his head. It's like tin foil covering half of his head. Uh, it's like a metal plate, but it's just tin foil. It looks terrible. I believed it. <laughs> it looks <Really>? terrible. <laughs> and he's very. I'm trying to Google the actor to see if he actually did have like. Oh if my that was God. just what he looked like in real life, because I wasn't <laughs> sure. Sorry, oh, Metalhead, not Tinhead, Metalhead. Yeah. Sorry. His name's Tim. What shock. <laughs> Tim's of the worst. Hey, it sounds pretty cool to me. <laughs> but he, he has, he's, he's this sort of typical, get out of your feet, man, I gave you an order. But he's got some really, like, just insane lines at the start of the movie like he's talking to his squad and they're getting ready for this mission and in walks tina and she's like oh i'm tina and he walks up and he's like why is there a blonde on my squad and he's asking and she's like i've been assigned to your squad i have to go down and take samples of things and he's like minerals and he just as soon as she says i've been assigned to your squad i need to take samples of something he just goes bullshit bullshit and then he turns around and for some reason he makes sticks like called like the, the dr Mittenhand, despite the fact that all all sticks does is he does it by voice so i'm like why wouldn't he just say call dr Mittenhand himself but he makes sticks to it for reasons it might be a little confusing at first but then you find out why later in the movie do we because <laughs> he was a cyborg what does that have to do with him not calling him himself? Well, because he, you know, he, he has like uh, some wires loose. He's not, he's not like uh, <laughs> functioning properly. That's why you kind of see him go through like these like you know manic fits and bursts uh, throughout the movie, and why he's always like a little unhinged, and then why the leprechaun is later able to control him. It's uh it's because he was a cyborg. Cyborg. He was injured in the war, uh, but you know. He uh he didn't come back uh quite right, and I think it's a uh, you know commentary on what happens when we send these soldiers off to war, and you know the through the things that they experience when they come back, and then you know they uh you know they how they have to reintegrate reintegrate back into society, but you know they the, the horrors and stuff you've seen you know can uh, cause you to you know sometimes have like flashbacks or, or lash out or, or whatnot and uh i'm about to lash out in a minute character. tim <laughs> i'm about to lash out yeah. look, look so he, he goes over and the line that really stuck out to me though is when dr mittenhands comes on the screen the way the way metalhead says the following really struck me as odd he says uh we have a female of the species here sir I'm like female of the species like why not just say a woman or a doctor or or whatever? Like a female of the species is such a bizarre phrasing. Yeah, well, I mean, to us now, in the future, when you're dealing with like cyborgs and aliens, uh, you know, it's it's there's yeah, different time, types of species. Here's why it's weird. He's acting like, oh no, a woman can't be in here. This is a man's platoon. This is a you know, a woman can't be here when the men are going to go do soldier work. Except one of his squad is a woman. 
It makes no sense. The way he speaks about it is if, oh, this this little girly girls on, on my squad here. This is just ridiculous. Like, but one of your squad is a woman. The entire time. Right. And it's never treated differently. Well, I mean, well, it's it's setting up the like kind of the double standards that you know we see in the military all the time. Where yeah, it's like you know certain people aren't good enough, and while other people just kind of get a pass. And then at the same time, it's setting up Tina's arc uh, to prove herself and become a badass, and yeah, you know, which we see throughout the film. So I don't really have a problem with that. I think it makes see, sense to me. See throughout the film, you know, there's one scene where a light switch flips, and all of a sudden she she knows how to use a gun for no reason, even though she's been anti guns up until that point. Yeah, but it's a slow progression for sure. No, it's but, not. No, it's not. It's yeah, a flip. It's, a- it's, it's one scene. It's literally one moment. <laughs> yeah but i mean once it happens though then it's like you're fully invested and it's oh, like, no oh, okay. no i'm not don't speak for me you piece of shit don't speak for me <laughs> <laughs> so they go down and we start intercutting with leprechaun who's with the the princess uh Zarina, and he kind of convinces her to like sort of you know what maybe i will marry you if, if i can get all this all these jewels and gold i i did think it was a bit weird how all of a sudden it's not just gold it's gold and all these like diamonds and shit like it's he's branched out he's had a lot of time to you know collect uh-huh okay <laughs> uh but he uh yeah so he's kind of waiting for them when they come in and he attacks them uh you know they, they get into a bit of a firefight i thought it was kind of weird how he just ends up like having a firefight where he's like actually just like ducking and like shooting and ducking and shooting i'm like why is leprechaun doing this leprechaun has like so many powers that he's had over the course of the movies why is he just using them uh and also why he can like possess or like sort of put an embryo of himself in someone if they pee on his like corpse after they blow him up i'm not entirely sure why that's a thing is i mean let's be honest it's just because they wanted to do the dick buster joke right they wanted chest buster but it's his dick instead of the chest that's all they wanted that's great um yeah the it's all very subtle but if you notice (laughs) so (laughs) so the uh what what you gotta understand about the leprechaun is he's always playing like 10 moves ahead so i know it might seem like he's just flying on the seat of his pants or whatever but really he's just like trying he needs to get he knows he needs to get uh on board the spaceship so he is you know purposely just trying to attack them like with you know kind of you know typical weapons and not really use any magic so that you know it lures them into a false sense of security that they can kill him and then piss on him and uh, which, if you if you're paying close attention, you'll see that when he's pissing on him, there's like a little bit of a like a like a shock that goes. Uh, you mean, know, paying, up close atten- paying close attention, the guy yells in pain because he he, he reacts right. to it. There's there's no having yeah. you don't have to pay attention to notice this. There's, but there's a if you're looking at it though, there's like a cool little special effect that it does uh, where it kind of becomes all like wavy and liney and stuff. Um, and yeah, like you said, that's when he kind of is letting a little bit of uh, himself go into the, the person's penis, which um, will later, uh, yeah, as you say, pay homage to one of the you know great, great horror sci-fi movies out there, Alien. And I think in other movies it might seem like a ripoff, but I think what they're doing is they're taking like this classic scene and kind of twisting it and modernizing it and making it their own, which uh, I thought was great. And I mean, to do it right when the guy's about to have sex, I thought was really uh, interesting. <laughs> what was it? Was it interesting? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll like, tell you, you what know, for it. 
Yeah, because you th- you think he's about to have sex, and like you know, he kind of keeps talking about like you know how the how the girl's hurting his penis, but uh, so it kind of like gives you this false sense of security, like oh, like they must just be having like uh, sex, and she's being a little too rough. But then when you find out that what's really going on is the leprechaun is about to burst out like from his crotch, it's like like that was one of the times when I just had to like sit down and like applaud. <laughs> Uh, for the movie, I, I was standing up before because I was on the edge of my seat. Uh, but then when that happened, that's when I sat down and applauded the TV in my living room. That's, uh, I, I was standing up because I was on the edge of my seat. If you were standing up, you were on the edge of your seat. I, I was on the edge of my seat, but then you know, I kind of got. I was so close to the edge, I was like, I just have to stand up. And then when that happened, I just had to sit down. That's must have been a very exhausting move for you, Tom, if you were setting up and standing down. Yeah, and just... It was a little bit of a workout, too, for sure. It's yeah. <laughs> another thing I'm going to... I'll give an extra point for that, too. Just up and down, up and down, yeah. all over the place, because you just can't, yeah. can't contain yourself. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's also a lot of character development here at the start, if I dare call it that, where, like, uh, Books is, like, sort of tasked with looking after Tina. And... Like the sergeant, the metalhead says, "Now you stay back uh, while we go in and deal with this." But books within five seconds of hearing a gunshot says, "You know what, Tina, stay here. <laughs> Don't move anywhere." Because he wants to go in and like go in and join the firefight. Stunning, stunning character development. Can't beat it. Uh, sets up exactly who he is right away. <laughs> but they get back in the ship. The contracts for the military team are expiring at midnight. Uh, but Doctor Mittenhands wants him to stay back and sort of protect the the, the planet until like the, the the reinforcements get back to start mining it again, or whatever. And but of course, Leprechaun like when they're celebrating in the little bar area, uh, which uh, one of the big questions uh, <laughs> my my wife kept having throughout the movie <laughs> was why they have like a nightclub uh, on the spaceship. Uh, yes, they do have a little nightclub. Uh, your wife's killer more intelligent than you are. She's asking some proper questions. I mean, I wouldn't argue with that. <laughs> I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't imagine that she is equally under this delirious spell that you seem to be under whenever it comes to Leprechaun. If I, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm surprised that the divorce papers weren't ready for the credits rolling, quite frankly. She's like 20 minutes into it, she went, you know what, I, I can't do this marriage anymore. So she, she slightly called a lawyer in the bathroom. Uh, and then by the time the credits roll, the lawyer arrives and you get serve papers. <laughs> there you go. Divorce. I mean, the, the only way she would divorce me is if uh, the leprechaun got to her and wanted her to try to bribe her with uh, <laughs> some gold and jewels. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, that one. I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that my wife's greedy or anything. I'm just saying that's what I heard. A, that's what I heard. A joke <laughs> movie. Uh, all I heard was Tim's uh, wife is just is just greedy and will leave him if anyone offers her money. That's all I heard. Yeah, a uh, leprechaun. Uh, just a leprechaun. No one else. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Just just so we're clear. Just so we're clear in this. All right. So basically, uh, the 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 tool girl. Uh, Dolores, she's uh, kind of dancing sexy with one other dude whose name, I mean, who knows, who knows what his name was. It was he's the first to die, so who cares? Yeah. Uh, but she, she's dancing with him, and they're like, oh, let's let's go away together somewhere and be private. Um, and the, the rest of the guys all sort of you know shout and holler and make fun of them because uh, they're off to have sex. 
and but they, they go and what's, what's weird actually one of them like yells out at a joke here about oh remember what the doctor said to wear a protective glove when you're peeing and she takes yeah. it really seriously like, wait, wait what's that is she being real and he's like no it's a joke and i'm like why would why would she take that as a serious thing like <laughs> like i don't know it's like why why, why is that like a like why is she being gullible i guess to, to this obvious joke to just make fun of him because he's sneaking off with her i don't know anyway <laughs> But they're kissing and stuff, and then he starts to play about his penis being sore, and then we get the the chestburster image of like something rising up inside the the clothes, and then eventually a leprechaun pops out. Why he can be inside someone and pop out of their dick? I, I mean, this this takes us back again to the inconsistent rules when it comes to leprechaun. Because later later on, he does something which we saw him do in previous movies, where he just makes like handcuffs appear and like someone's handcuffed because of it. But it begs the question: Why doesn't he just make things appear constantly to like win? Like, he, he could be winning every fight he's in so easily. I think there's a difference between something being inconsistent and, you know, some, something just, you know, being something we haven't seen yet. Like, there's no uh, reason to say he hasn't always had these powers. Uh, it's just maybe we haven't seen them before. Yeah, but there's tons of situations where he could have used those powers to get out of something or win something or whatever. But- I mean, you never know, like, what's going on in his mind, though. I, again, like, he's thinking, like, ten steps ahead of you. Like, he, you know, uh, he, he knows what he's doing. The leprechaun is not thinking ten steps ahead of me. I'm going to make that perfectly clear right now. All the leprechaun's <laughs> thinking is, my gold! <laughs> That's all he's thinking about. So, yes, yeah, so, so Dick Buster happens. There's a bit of a chase with her where he cracks some John Wayne jokes for some reason and everyone else finds out they're not very happy about it uh they go and demand an audience with uh i mean would you be happy if there's a leprechaun on board your spaceship of course not oh there was some awkward flirting here actually in between this where tina goes for a drink and books tries to talk to her and he gets like offended immediately that she's smarter than him and gets gets pissy about it and that's part of his arc is like he you know he has that fragile male ego that he has to learn to overcome he doesn't overcome shit yeah, I mean, at, in the by the end of the movie, he's learned to rely on others. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. You are <laughs> I mean, scraping. No, you are scraping so hard. Like the, watch the movie. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So this is where we get the big reveal where Dr. Mittenhand is, is actually on the ship and he's just like a head in one arm and then he's got like a robot body. He's kind of like a from the menagerie of the Star Trek episode where it's like mostly just a machine uh, with the head sticking out. I a big Star Trek vibe from this whole movie. No? But you, Did you? <laughs> but you, you, you love this movie and you don't like Star Trek. Yes, Star Trek is famously boring and stupid, but it, it feels like this, they kind of were taking like, I guess maybe the couple of things that were good about it and like actually doing something interesting with it to you know make it palpable i'm I'm trying to say if i if i fight you on what you just said uh <laughs> i you know i like it's not worth it you know what it's not worth it i'll just say you're wrong and we can move on with our lives all right <laughs> We can move on with the lives. But now he, he's on the ship and he basically offers them more money to stick around and try and kill the leprechaun because 
the regenerative gel that comes from the princess who they've got strapped to a table because she's been passed out ever since they brought her on the ship uh is going to hopefully let him build a new body because he because she regrows a hand that the leprechaun cut off so he could throw it at the marines when they showed up mm. <laughs> so he why are you smiling what are you what are you laughing at <laughs> I, I'm, I'm laughing at how stupid this movie is okay <laughs> I heard you type in. I thought you're messaging someone about something I said. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I um, think I think here's where you start to see some of the special effects really shine. Like the Dr. Mittenhand, it's like, man, I, 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 I need to see like a documentary on how they did this movie because the, the special effects on him are insane. Like he – I – believed in robots when i saw him i was like holy shit like we have the technology back then to do this it's it's crazy are people listening to what tim's saying are people hearing the nonsense coming out of his mouth if you've seen the movie you know how cheap and nasty this looked no he he looks fantastic he um i apologize i forget the name of his uh like assistant or whatever but his death oh my god so good <laughs> Do you disagree? Like the special effects on it looked amazing. No, I, I do disagree. Yes, I disagree completely. Do you know why? Because it looked bad. Why don't you describe the death for its time? Go on to describe this glorious death. <clears throat> the leprechaun throws like a, I guess like a metal plate at his head, <laughs> and and it smashes it. So he has like a big flat head. There you have it. There, yeah, there you have it. There you have it. That was the whole thing. That was the whole thing. Very important setup though here, where um, uh, you know they do inject some, uh, I believe it's a spider DNA into uh, Doctor Mittenhand, which oh boy, does that pay off later? Yes, yes. He ends up turning a spider monster later. Before that though, he's one of the things he didn't even uh, mention, like uh, you know another. you know, by the end, we get a great homage to the fly. Oh, yes, of course. How could I forget? Uh, <laughs> we actually, we've actually we actually passed the point where he pulled out a lightsaber. It was, it was when he was in the caves in the planet right, that yes. the leprechaun pulls out a lightsaber. I, I think that's how he kills one of them. Because yeah. I, I think there is one that dies at that section. Yeah. And, you know, uh, a lot of Star Wars fans really like this scene because, uh, as you know, Warwick Davis has also appeared in the Star Wars films. He played, uh, you know, an Ewok in Return of the Jedi, and he played a... Uh, you know, a tiny little <laughs> creature in uh, the Phantom Menace. And I know like a lot of Star Wars fans have always said like, oh, when is Warwick going to get a lightsaber? When is he going to play a character with a lightsaber? And uh, I think this is like a little bit of a nod to the fans uh, to kind of finally fulfill that. Cool story, bro. <laughs> oh, it's true. A lot of Star Wars fans like it. <laughs> well, well, Star Wars fans already. So I mean, we've established that before. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah, billion dollar idiots. <laughs> Lift the fans, the fans don't have billions of dollars, <laughs> Disney have billions of dollars. Uh, that's made that very clear. Uh, okay, like, so uh, we kind of glossed over what Mittenhand's actually like. He's got a really specific way of speaking, he's constantly doing, You will follow my commands, obey my orders, yes. <laughs> So, you're going to criticize someone for acting? 
What would you rather they just talk like this? <laughs> He's putting a little spice into his character. There's nothing wrong with that. I wasn't even I wasn't even saying anything good or bad about it. I was just trying to get across how he speaks. I was trying. It's, it's a very over the top. He's like a villain on like a kids like TV show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just agree with that. Okay. All right. It's another homage. <laughs> Uh ten. So the Marines split up and go around looking for looking for the lap, and the uh, you know they, they kind of encounter him in different ways. Uh, the sticks and his buddy like his buddy ends up being one of the first to go next. Uh, Dolores dies as well eventually, but there's a weird moment with Dolores actually where she's with the metalhead, and she's like, "Sir." Do you think it's my fault that that, that first dude died? And he's like, what makes you say that, private? Uh, and she's like, well, on account of me giving him the bono and all. And he says, no, that's, I bet that's how you wanted to go out. You think, sir? Yeah, I mean, hell, if I'm given the choice, that's exactly how I want to go out. They're standing tall. And <laughs> she does this thing where she kind of looks at him and she's like, really like, like like for some reason like she's attracted to the fact that he wants to have a boner like that that, that is like the, what does it for her uh if, if it's that easy i mean jesus christ i mean we've been working too hard all this time tim the, the, <laughs> i i like that her character like she she knows what she wants and she's not afraid to you know put herself out there and go get it like you know yeah. there's nothing wrong with being a you know sexually active female but what said it was they're hunting a leprechaun that burst out the <laughs> dick of the last guy that she was interested in. You really think now's the time for her to be attracted to a guy with a half metal head? It's the future. <laughs> <laughs> but know, all things of, happen a lot faster. <laughs> he he does get scared of her though. He kind of backs away like, oh, right, calm down, yeah. calm down, girl. Well, we find out he has uh, some issues, I guess. <laughs> Later on. Well I, thought, well, I don't know. Is, is that just the robot malfunctioning, or is that like? It's a very good point. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of people have looked into it, and you know, there's kind of a couple of different camps. Oh, well, they um, haven't. I know there isn't. Yeah, honestly, I haven't decided which which side I come down on. But there's interesting arguments to be made on either one. No, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> there just isn't. I'm going to say it right now. All right. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that's middle part of the movie is a bit of a blur. The scene where the leprechaun sort of disguises himself as Tina, naked, to try and get into some into the lab. That happens around now. Uh, you know, Mitten Hand becomes a spider, and he's like rushing off and creeping about and doing things. Uh, they want to try and get the shuttle ready so they can evacuate and escape. All this stuff's going on. At one point in the first half, they established that there's like a shrink ray in the cargo hold so they can shrink down cargo and then resize it again later. Right, so that, foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing, yeah. Because later on, the leprechaun is going to be increased in size to like yeah. 20 foot tall. And he's sort of stomping around uh, because that's what we wanted in this movie, right? We wanted giant leprechaun. <laughs> I mean, I I think it's great to see something we haven't seen before, which is you know the, the leprechaun. He's always been uh, you know a smaller villain too. So to see him get the you know the big treatment, I think is very interesting. <laughs> uh huh. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and it's, I mean, it's like le- the leprechaun says when he, you know, looks down at his penis, he says, you know, big is good. <laughs> I'm not sure what point you're trying to make here exactly, but I, that's, that... I'm trying to say it's good that he get big. It's good that he get big. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. He get big. <laughs> it's good. He get big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else do you want to say? <laughs> that if I if I could put a quote on the movie box, <laughs> that would be. It. <laughs> it's good. He get big. <laughs> <laughs> so they're riding around. So one of the things is after. Uh, What's her face? Uh, Dolores dies. She actually dies by falling off a railing after she tries to kill Leprechaun. And when they find her body, this is the moment I was talking about earlier where Tina, like, she's been so anti-guns up until this point, she picks up the her machine gun and says, let's kill this son of a bitch. Like, yeah. I'm like, why do you know how to use that all of a sudden? There's, there's like, no training. This is nonsense. <sighs> she she goes from being someone who's apparently never touched a gun before to like cocking it like she thinks she's a badass and doesn't need even a moment. Even Ripley! Ripley and Aliens got like some tips and pointers on how to use firearms before the uh, the big final fights that she had. Yeah, uh, it definitely seems like they're hinting at a past uh, that we don't see much of, but uh, again, that's why I kind of feel like if we would have gotten a sequel or a prequel or something maybe to explain that a little bit. Um, but I mean, I think you can't get the gist. <laughs> there was a prequel. There. It was called Leprechaun Three. That's <laughs> <laughs> totally different set of like characters and circumstances, though. Like, I feel like there's more. So much has happened between three and four, and it, it is cool that you know you, there's a lot left up to the imagination. Is is Leprechaun like Final Fantasy to you, where you think we can have like four two and four three and like oh for sure <laughs> yeah and like three one and three two four zero. Yeah. <laughs> i'd be down for that of course you would be why not why, why why wouldn't you be down for that so they're on the run they're trying to like get to the the cargo or the the, the shuttle uh trix ends up being like attacked by the spider monster now that's running around the ship leprechauns have gotten tall in the cargo hold and books is trying to like duck and dive and like sort of redirect them so that uh, Tina can like sneak through some shafts and get to like where she's going, uh, and I, I'll be honest, I kind of miss when she took off her pants. Like all of a sudden, she's like just in like a swimsuit she, looking thing. She didn't take it off. She was crawling around in some vents, and the spider mitten hand he like claws at her because uh, kind of has like almost um they remind me of like the the liquors from like Resident Evil Two. Um, these kind of like clawed hands uh they kind of reach down and it uh snatches their clothes off so she's pretty much left in a bathing suit uh which i know you're probably gonna say is like gratuitous but again like you know let's keep in mind that you know we just saw books take his shirt off so we get some eye candy all around here it's gratuitous on top of the scene where she was kind of naked when leprechaun was appearing as her on top of all the uh you know the the shirt taken off and stuff with dolores earlier right that scene doesn't count though because that was the leprechaun Shut her. up, shut up. No, we see the actress doing it. It, it, it totally counts, <laughs> right? And then, but the capper and all this, though, the capper and all that, wrong. I'm not saying this is the worst example of, like, gratuitous, like, like body shots and stuff, because it's not, right? There's definitely much worse. Um, it's just Tim wants to give it, like, some sort of weird pass and say that it's not guilty of it, when it totally <laughs> is. But the one that actually puts it kind of over the tipping point, where it's actually kind of ridiculous just how much it wants to be like, hey, look, we've got boobs in this movie, is the excuse for the princess, who's working with the leprechaun at this point, it's worth mentioning. 
basically when when they've got them trapped they've got they've got tricks uh book and tina trapped in a room yeah. with the it's princess sticks, but... oh sorry sticks what did i say yeah tricks tricks oh sorry sticks yes sticks yeah. tricks. tricks are for kids sticks is in leprechaun 4 <laughs> tricks are for uh prostitutes is that not a thing <laughs> <laughs> well there's a, a serial called tricks here in the the, the slogan was is always out. Tricks are for kids. Uh, that's not true at all. Tricks are for Johns, dirty Johns who go well, looking for prostitutes. <laughs> that's what a trick's for. Uh, okay. Hence the phrase "turning tricks." Anyway, uh, <laughs> but so so the princess for some reason I I, you know, I was watching this scene just earlier and she takes she un- unclaps her like weird like you know Xena like bra and just opens it and reveals her boobs and basically Joe, it was essentially a sort of fancy version of you're never going to see these again and does like for commercial development that's basically what it was <laughs> and the guys are kind of transfixed for a second like wait boobs what's happening and the two are too caught up in the boobs to really react and then tina's like come on guys and then she tells them like by don't get too excited like in her culture like the planet she's from that's a death sentence <laughs> and they're like yeah. oh what parts are going to kill me with they like, get all excited <laughs> So this, like, th- this, this backstory of no her race, like, show you their boobs to show you that they're going to die, is the most convoluted nonsense of an excuse to have someone take the top off I have ever seen in a movie. Come oh, on now, come, come on, because this is such bullshit. Because if she just showed her, her her breasts, which happens in a lot of different horror movies, you would have been like, yeah, cool, all right, but then. Just because this movie was thoughtful enough to actually give it context and backstory, and excuse me, to, like, excuse me, what 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 eighties slasher movies or whatever have I done that and I've said yeah boobs? <laughs> he sent me messages all the time, saying, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> giving me time codes for <laughs> for when when they appear. <laughs> time stop spreading filthy lies. How dare you? Um. No, I, I thought it was cool that they actually, you know, gave it re- relevance where, like, I, again, you know, there's so many horror movies that are just, yeah, it, it is gross how, you know, blatant. But not this, just... not this. This one's okay because no. the titties get a backstory. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. Oh, my God. All right. So, <laughs> so there's lots of riding around, getting to the shuttle. Uh, I I can't even remember. How did they beat the leprechaun? They suck him into space. That's it. That's right. Yeah, they suck him into space. (laughs) He get big. He 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 go into space. (laughs) And that's when we get the 2001: Space Odyssey reference with the foot floating in space with the dun 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 dun. Ah, that that just made my heart sore, especially because like. You know, you know, in the past movies, the Leprechaun has always been obsessed with shoes and cleaning shoes. So I think it is fitting that we kind of see his shoe floating away. Although that's not the last we see. No, in the no, movie. the the floating hand which gives the finger. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I I love that because for a second I was kind of afraid that we might have seen the end of the Leprechaun, but this kind of gives me hope that it's like, all right, he's moving his finger. He might still be alive. Which, like, by the way, granted, space doesn't make you explode. All right, like. I don't know. I don't know. He balloons to a size and then explodes like he's a, like a ship who just had like had nitroglycerin <laughs> go up in it. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, his body might still be uh, dealing with the effects of the uh, you know the growth ray. So maybe you know you get that, and then all of a sudden your your body's you know being shifted <clears throat> by the 
you know, vacuum of space. Uh, and not to mention that this is a magical being. So we have magic interacting with science. Like it makes sense that, you know, there would be a, a, a reaction like that. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I slept for come for Is there anything you want to, uh, any scenes that I've missed him that you really want to talk about? Uh, I mean, we skipped like basically what happens with the uh, the sergeant. Uh, oh I, I yes, of course. You know. Yes, <laughs> basically during the scene where the boobs are showing, they kind of like mind control him, and then it turns out it's because he's an android that yeah. they're able to do that, uh, and they end up having to fight him in the uh, in the discotheque, <laughs> the little disco they've got. And but when he shows up in the discotheque, he's dressed as a woman, and we get this weird like fight and drag. And then he kind of malfunctions at the end of the fight and kind of shorts out, and that's you know how we find out he's a robot. Yeah. Which, by the way, not like alien at all to find out that one of the crew members is an android. Right. Yeah. No. It's certainly a you know an interesting homage, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I'm still trying to process uh, everything because it's been a while since I'd seen it, so it, it was pretty fresh to me, but. Um, yeah, it definitely didn't lose any of its charm. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I just love the, the length, uh, the series is willing to go. Cause it always feels like, <clears throat> you know, they're never trying to just do the same thing. They, uh, they always find like interesting filmmakers to, you know, put their own personal stamp on it, to get their own take on it, to, you know, reach for things that, are new and different and provocative. And, uh, I, I think it's really, you know, this might be the best example of that where, you know, it's showing stuff that, you, you know, when you're watching the first movie, you see the leprechaun for the first time, you're falling in love with this character. Can you imagine like, Oh, in three movies here, I object. I object. <laughs> I tell you, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, just I, 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 I would never have thought that, you know, where the series would go. And it's, you know, I think so maybe might be kind of similar to like, you know, the Fast and the Furious franchise where, you know, it, it starts off a little more grounded and then, you know, it gets a little bigger and ri more ridiculous in concept as it goes. But you're so long for the ride that it never feels forced or contrived. It always feels like <clears throat> new and interesting and um Again, I, I just love, uh, you know, seeing what these filmmakers can do, honestly. It's, uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's very rewarding. And it's, you know, it, it just shows what you can do when, you know, you take uh, an established IP of a beloved horror icon and, you know, put them in leagues with interesting filmmakers who have something to say. And, beloved. Beloved. Yeah. <laughs> Tim says he's beloved. It's a beloved horror icon. I I think so. I think most of our fans would agree. Our producers sure is, sure agree. <laughs> <laughs> or so they wouldn't have produced this episode if if they didn't. <laughs> so, you know, that is on them. They they do have to say that. Oh my god! I like honestly. I I never really give my opinion of the movie as a whole. I just kind of like fired into like talking about the stupid parts. Uh, which of which, which is the stupid parts like you know 99 percent of the movie <laughs> all of it all of its stupid parts no like honestly as far as entertainment as a bad movie goes it's 
I feel like there was less, like, over-the-top Leprechaun hijinks himself. Like, I feel like with the third movie, there was a lot to talk about, like, the scenes with, like, him, like, kind of coming out of TV at the, the, the corrupt owner of the, 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 the casino. Uh, a lot more weird logic oh, going involved. He does another, uh, another, like, funny <clears throat> TV gag in this. He does, like, a... Was it, like, a, kind of like a home improvement gag or something? Does he? He does like a a fake commercial or or something or no it's like a safety video. That's right. Yeah, yeah it does that. Yeah, yeah. But he like I felt like there was less actual Leprechaun himself antics. This this kind of played it more like an aliens knockoff or it was kind of like a mix because it was like it was more like alien and it was just on the ship and it was like Leprechaun was the alien running around. But it was more like aliens totally. and that we had the squad of like Marines and. But totally. I think the dialogue uh, is really cheesy. Yeah. Uh, the sets are really cheap. Like it. Yeah. It it genuinely feels like a made for TV, almost kids TV show. The way it looks, like that's how sort of cheap it looks. Uh, everything's like overly bright and well lit to the point where there's just no like atmosphere and anything. Uh, the characters are archetypes. Like they're going for like you know the badass chick and the, the sensitive, likable chick who's like the main one who's going to like fall in love with one of the soldiers. Like all of it is just cliche after cliche. Uh, that, that with no thought process. Uh, none of it's really all that endearing but as far as watching as a bad movie goes is it entertaining enough like it's it's watchable like it's it's not the worst of the leprechaun movies so far i don't think like i, I think the first one's still the most boring one to be honest uh but first one unfortunately has you know the burden of having to set up a lot of <clears throat> you know the the character and the lore and everything so oh my god i think that's why we see a lot of the the sequels kind of run away um you know, with, with the concept. Uh, so and I, I do agree with that. Um, unfortunately, I mean, first one's still great, but yeah, it is. Um, it does suffer a little bit because of that. Mm. Yes, yes. That's why it suffers, because there's so much pressure on its shoulders to yeah. start off the cinematic pantheon that is the Leprechaun franchise. Yes, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Uh... <laughs> But, I mean, at least as far as bad B-movies goes, this is kind of my type of bad B-movie and that it is just like an alien <laughs> knockoff. So I appreciate that part of it. But it doesn't have, like, a lot of... Like, it, this one is so cheap that it, it, it kind of struggles to have anything interesting going on about it. Uh, it feels like it's all the cliches without any kind of, like, hook to really kind of like about it. Like, there's no fun... There's not really any good kills that I really enjoyed. Uh... <laughs> okay <laughs> interesting it's a bit juvenile uh in places what? but it's not the it's, the, it's not the, it's not the worst one i still think it's better than the first one which isn't saying a whole lot compared to two and three i feel like there was more fun leprechaun hijinks in two and three so even though being in space should make for a lot more interesting stuff it doesn't actually take advantage of it in the same way that jason x does i think so yeah that's my stance on Leprechaun 4 and space. Well, uh, I, I do agree with you that he he didn't rhyme a lot in this one, which <laughs> and that was unfortunate because usually we do get some killer Leprechaun rhymes. And, and yeah, there wasn't as much rhyming in this. So I, I will knock off a little bit for that. But other than that, though, I think it's a really interesting um, movie that's, uh, yeah, should be seen by everybody 
I can't believe this is episode 400. I can't believe that this is the one that, that is, you know, capping off this milestone for us, is, is Leprechaun 4 in space. But people like the Leprechaun reviews because you're a complete madman, and that apparently makes it entertaining. So, uh, there you go. Uh, Leprechaun 4 in space. The highlight is probably Leprechaun growing to, like, 15 foot tall and stomping right. around like a madman. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... A little bit of... Yeah, I get a little bit of King Kong Godzilla vibes. I, I was thinking more honey i blew up the kid but i mean yeah sure, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what have they done to me gold ah they've shrank it yeah the bloody egypts the bloody egypts are, yeah. i mean i can't do an irish accent but it's probably better than what davis is because his is terrible but <laughs> he's just got an english accent until occasionally there's the odd phrase that'll put an irish spin on it and that's it it when i think of ireland that's so from space to in the hood next time we come back to leprechaun we're going to so something i've not seen i've never seen in the the hood movies i actually i i brought the leprechaun blu-ray box set back when it came out struggled through the first four and then sold the box set because i just couldn't do it anymore Uh oh so I, I i now have to go into uncharted territory and see the into the hood movies and also uh, like after that, the the shitty Hornswoggle uh, Origins movie, and then the re reboot from last year. So we still have four of these bastard things left. I'm not excited about it, but Leprechaun <laughs> is running wild. Halfway through, <laughs> we're only halfway through, Terry. I don't like it. I don't like it. This is your fault. Uh, and honestly, we were talking about Puppet Master and like in the news, and I'm like, I want more. Pu- I want to do Puppet Master. I want. I want to do other franchises, and I'm stuck with Leprechaun for the foreseeable future. Uh, once we once we get through Freddy and Jason and get through the Hellraiser stuff, like you know, I'm looking forward to doing some maybe some Puppet Master and Final Destination. But unfortunately, stupid Leprechaun is also in 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 the in the midst of its tenure here unfortunately but hey ho um tim what are you going to rate leprechaun for well it is the fourth movie my god the deduction skills that you have the analysis (laughs) what do you think of leprechaun 4 well it's the fourth movie first of all let me tell you how it's the fourth not the first not the second not the third but not the fifth even the fourth it's that's that sweet spot it's the fourth one in there well I'm going somewhere this with this is since it's the fourth movie and there is two of us, I'm gonna give it an eight. <laughs> you're full of shit. This is that this is like you're you're like I feel like there's a certain batch of movies, the Leprechaun movies, the boy movies, maybe one or two other things, where your ratings are just to be ignored because if you counted them as proper ratings, they would completely invalidate all your other ratings, which are for the most part I th- I think you take quite seriously and give proper ratings to the movies we watch. But for some reason Leprechaun and the Boy get these weird like curves where they they get these great ratings where you think they're these masterpieces and I I Are you, are you accusing me of possibly being paid off by certain producers to <laughs> give favorable reviews i don't think it's even that i, I think that's a sad price you're not even being paid to do this this is some sense of nobility <laughs> i think some sense of honor for for the leprechaun and i don't know why but 
it was just makes it sad. At least, at least I could respect being paid off. I'd understand that. At least I'd understand that motivation. Uh, now you just put in the idea in my head of a Leprechaun versus Boy movie. Which, uh, oh boy, imagine, can you imagine? Oh God, I really hope. I really, <laughs> I really hope that never happens. That'd be the worst thing ever. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a pretty solid three out of ten. Uh, <laughs> less than half movie. less than half a Tim score what you thought I'd give it a 4 because it's the 4th movie That's, is that what you were thinking <laughs> at least yeah it, it, it lacks having like proper charm that a lot of B movies have it, it, it's a B movie that, that's ripping off a lot of things mainly aliens but does it without that that sort of B movie charm instead it comes across as a made for TV made for no money just cash grab of a, of a, a little thing and no attempt from Warwick Davis to try and give it some class is uh, really, really <laughs> wow. helping it. So <laughs> I- I'm giving it a 3 out of 10. I don't think it really works, but it's not as bad as the first one, or, or I should say it's not as boring as the first one. Arguably, this is a, a worse movie because of all the, the cheesy sci-fi stuff, which is just diabolical, but really bad. The, the CG of the ship at the start is just, oh my god. Like... I'm so glad that whatever Amiga they did their graphics on for this, I'm sure is like sitting in a warehouse somewhere, just like still recovering from processing those graphics. But <laughs> at the, again, at the time, it was groundbreaking. It was this was like this was three years. This was three years after Jurassic Park. You're telling me the effects of this movie were groundbreaking for the time. Three years after Jurassic Park, you can't compare a spaceship to a dinosaur. I just, totally different I just did. I just did. I just did. Shut your mouth. I just did. And do you know how many like little like bits there are to process in a spaceship versus a dinosaur, which you can just easily, <laughs> you know, copy and paste? It's it's very different. You can copy and paste a dinosaur, but not a spaceship. The the the, exactly. the, the spaceship, which is mostly a flat surface of of just like whatever type of metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't even know what to say anymore. I mean, I put. I put the spaceship in Leprechaun 4 right up there with uh, the Millennium Falcon, w- whatever the ship in Star Trek is called. Uh, it's uh, the the ship from Close Encounters. I, I if you get got like a lineup of all those spaceships, I guarantee most people are gonna say the Leprechaun 4 one looks to be the most like realistic. Describe it. Uh, it was gray. Uh, <laughs> what was the general shape i want to see if you can even do it can you even guess it there was like some like points to it uh i, I feel like it was a little ang- angular yeah <laughs> some oh my god uh, maybe like a, a little bit you know some curves and and whatnot <laughs> i <laughs> I was I was looking at an image there and I clicked on some more images and I just I just got a shot of metal head and I'm like oh god that that yeah that prosthetic looked bad there was just tin foil on his head really oh, bad on. and their futuristic TVs were just this like like wooden like rectangle that was put around the TV to make it look feel futuristic but it was just like sure. a regular CRT TV in the back I just <sighs> hey, you don't know what the future holds this is the worst this is the worst thing ever I mean just I just. I'm so tempted to drag an image just on onto your face right now. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! All right, that's Leprechaun Four. I like. Do you have anything left you'd like to add, Tim? Uh, 
No. Very good. All right. Tim gave it an eight. I gave it a three. You could, uh, you know, if you if you dare to check out Leprechaun Four, which I do not recommend, uh, you you you'll find a uh, a turd, <laughs> a turd with some bad attempts at humor, which you might find or, funny because it's so bad. But other than that, or a pot of gold, some might say a pot of gold. Yes. Uh, but before we finish, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to add? Not about the movie, just about the fact that this was episode four hundred. Do you want to have any final, <sighs> like, where where does the time go? It feels. <clears throat> long <laughs> I, I mean I think we're going to do like an old questions episode for like the fifth anniversary which is coming up soon but uh, if there's any statement you'd like to make for, for episode 400 this is the time uh, well it's been fun uh, who knows if we'll do any more <laughs> uh. <laughs> I had my headphones off for a second there. what did you just say <laughs> yeah. I said it's been fun, but who knows if we'll do any more? <laughs> uh, the schedule says yes, Tim. The, the, we, okay. we we we've a set and agreed on a schedule for the next like two months. So I mean, okay. like, we 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 are scheduled up to at least four ten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, who knows? Uh, who knows? Yes. <laughs> what the future will bring. But yeah, hey, we got um, some, we got some exciting stuff coming. Uh, obviously, yeah. we're in this weird time right now because of the virus, but like. We have a lot of stuff coming this year. We're finally trying to like finish off the Friday and uh, uh, you know nightmare movies. Uh, you know we, we've done Jason X. We got new nightmare scheduled soon. We're going to work through the Candyman movies because the new ones coming out in the summer. At least well, at least right now it's scheduled Hopefully. for June, but we'll see how that goes. So we got stuff planned, but we're constantly struggling to fit in all the movies we want to do, which is a good thing. It's a good sign that we are, we're struggling to fit things in. But it does create the problem of like taking ages to get through these franchises because there's so many new movies to do. And just, just because it, we, we, we literally just today, at the time of recording, recorded our last 2019 catch-up movie. Now, that doesn't mean that we will never do another 2019 movie again, but it means that this is the last one you know that we're squeezing in before we do our top 10s. And mm. what's so funny about it is that already some of the, the early stuff that we couldn't see in theaters in January is starting to come out in VOD. So <laughs> like, so I thought, oh, maybe we'll get a few weeks where we can just do sequels and slasher movies and stuff. But no, 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 no. Yeah. Immediately, the grudge is there waiting to be done. And we're, <laughs> we're not even going get, to get to it for a little while, but like, it's already there. There's already a backlog of VOD stuff from 2020 to do. So uh, we're going to try and keep on top of that throughout the year. And we'll see what we can do over the course. But uh, yeah, so th- yeah, just thank you. Thank you to anyone who's been around for a long time. Uh, those early episodes are really terrible. And some of them I really do not recommend going back and checking out. But I would say the last 300 uh, are, are pretty good. I'd say there's been about 300 episodes that are good. So feel free to uh, you know look through the, the catalog. We did all the Halloween movies. We did all the, the Texas Chainsaw, all the Chuckies. Uh, we're close to having done all the Freddy and Jason movies and obviously halfway through leprechaun and we're just, we're hitting those big franchises we got stuff coming up uh, and hopefully you're excited for all the all the future reviews and other little things we did like if you if you like the little extra thing we did for friday the 13th where we just talked about mm-hmm. friday the 13th for 10 minutes if you want to see more stuff like that uh, that's cool more countdowns to come of course and if, uh, obviously we're going to do uh you know whenever we're over the, the the goal on patreon we'll do the live streams every month as well so uh yeah give us money 
<laughs> yes yes <laughs> patreon.com slash TV if you would like to uh check check out the uh the, the options there on on financing us a little bit uh, all of it is very much appreciated and loved mm-hmm. and you get to you know feel good because you're supporting the show you like uh which especially in this this trying virus time uh mm-hmm. may, may be important but uh you can of course also support us by rating the podcast on apple podcasts uh you know give us a nice review uh, on there more people find us that way like and subscribe let us know in the comments what you think of leprechaun 4 if you're unfortunate enough to have seen it and you can of course <laughs> uh, get us on twitter at streams midnight but seriously though thank you to everyone who's been sticking around for a long time uh, whether it's been the last 50 episodes the last 100 last 200 last 300 whatever uh we love doing the show there's a reason why even though we're not a huge blaring success we're still doing this after all this time <laughs> it's just a love of horror movies and dare i say actually each other's company i don't want to get too mushy here or anything (laughs) but i don't dislike spending time with tim as much as my character (laughs) might sometimes hint that i hate him okay yeah 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 it's probably important for people to yeah understand that because i think especially like with online stuff like sometimes you know uh like you know if we're, we're razzing each other online like oh, yeah. sometimes it's important to know that we're still friends so like you know because sometimes people want to jump in and be like yeah like like screw p or something like, yeah. hold on hold on like whoa, it's whoa, the- whoa 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 when's this happened when did this happen we need to talk about this time whoa, 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 i get a lot whoa, whoa. i get a lot of dms from people saying uh, hey, of course man. you do of course you do <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um no no it's it's uh obviously we know our sense of humors and whatnot I, and yeah. p- people who are watching the show long enough probably do as well but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just you know it's uh, so we have fun doing the show we're not going anywhere uh here's to another 400 <laughs> so you know so hopefully hopefully you enjoy the show and you know, try out other stuff from uh, Mailfist TV uh, if you want to hear me talk about sci-fi movies with Tara that's over on the Atomic Cinema Experiment which is actually I mean, by the time this goes up it'll be a bit over but we're we're just hitting the 50th episode on that so that's oh, got wow. a long way to go before it hits the 400 uh, <coughs> but yeah so you know check out other content and uh, thank you very much for being uh, for streamers or thank you for being Midnighters, or thank you for being Screamerinos. Screamerinos, uh, Tim's Tim's <laughs> Go Army, or <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being Fuzzies. I don't know what our, our name for our cute name for fans is, but uh, thank you all the same. We love you guys loads. Keep watching the scary movies, guys, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>